Welcome to Be Positive Shoot Negative Podcast. I know it's been a while since our last episode, but welcome back. I know the intro music's a little different from our normal vibes, but kind of want to switch it up. This week, we have a very special guest, Vincent Perry Jr. He's an amazing artist and definitely one of my favorite people I've ever had the pleasure to sit down and just hang out. So without further ado, let's hop right into the first question. How did like the London pro- uh, project like come about? Um, so the project uh, originally, it started after I had already got back, um, if, that, if that makes sense. Like when I went and shot everything while I was out there, I didn't know it was gonna be a project. But once I got back to the States, um, this was a year ago when I went out there, it was August, 2019. And then when I got back, I just had so much photos video and then just after sitting on it for a while i was like well this just is this isn't just something that's just work that you just put out here i said i felt like it meant something to me london means something to me and i felt like everything that i went and done in that time in that period of my life felt like a lot more than just me just going and take photos it was more or less about like the feeling that i had just being empowered being out there being able to do everything that i did and yeah just after I guess getting through the whole honeymoon phase as far as like you know shooting work and then just being in love with everything I just sat on it for a while and um I just had like a natural disconnection just because of everything that was going on in my life at a time where just naturally the work was just sitting um and I knew eventually I wanted to put it out at the right time and I didn't know when that time was going to be And then the more and more I thought about it, it was like, well, I think this can kind of be like my first personal project as far as me naming it something, calling it something, and then just moving forward after that with intention to have it actually be something. So yeah, just the basis of it is just really just like my love for the city, the people, just like my own experiences. I've only been there twice, but two times I've been there, it's just, it's been like a really good time. So I've just tried to play off of that that feeling that I've had and just try to convey everything through like my experience and documentation of the period. And then, uh, yeah, just, just move forward with everything like that. And, um, you know, just try to represent like my experience and people that I've met in, uh, in a good light and just kind of show that and take people along the journey. Um, and let that be kind of like a chapter marker in my, my creative journey. Was it hard, like, scouting and, like, for, like, I don't know how, I've never been to London. Yeah. So, like, was it hard, like, finding scouting locations and, like, finding models? Like, what was that whole process of, like, that aspect of the project? I would say it wasn't super hard necessarily scouting in a sense that I could look. Um, I just used, like, the tools that I had best to my ability, just like using Google Earth, my familiarity just with London itself um, and knowing the different feelings that you have, like in North, South, East and West and and Central um, and kind of going about it from from that way, you know, being so many miles away, touching base with my friends there, getting suggestions on where I, I could shoot as far as locations and then kind of pairing that up with the people that I thought could possibly fit those locations. Um, So yeah, I mean, that was definitely a bit of a process. I definitely reused some locations that were like 
pretty big um, and use like different parts of the location to still have like a different feel to them. Um, and I think I was pretty satisfied with all, all the locations um, that I ended up shooting at. I spent a lot of time in, in East London, uh, out in Hackney, uh, out there shooting. And I really like the vibe in East London a lot. Um, and I spent some time in South as well. Um, but as far as finding people to shoot with, I did a lot of um, reaching out to agencies out there, setting up test shoots. That's what the majority of them basically were, aside from a few people that I reached out to directly uh, via Instagram DMs. And then any individuals that may have had like a mutual friend. Um, one person I shot, we had like a mutual friend that I met there back in 2018. And then basically that person found out about me just through the mutual and then we kind of just got to talking and just had kind of had that re relation there, which was pretty cool. But yeah, I just like essentially set up test shoots and I didn't really plan out the test shoots to a T as far as like mood boards and things go. Um, I just like stated my intentions, like what I was trying to do as far as just being out there to shoot. And then only one shoot I did, I had a, I had a mood board for, and um, it was pretty on point. And I think that shoot that I actually had the direction for that I done in Hackney was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I had like two people that essentially had like bleach blonde hair and they were actually like really good friends as well. So they had a bit of chemistry and then they followed the styling to a T um, or like white was a really strong color in the palette there, which was pretty cool. And then I done like one shoot where essentially I shot with one person. And then a few days after that, they had like a friend that wanted to link up and shoot as well and uh, and get out and shoot and everything, which was cool. So sometimes you have like a little bit of that too, where it's like, you'll go and shoot and then the vibe's right. And then you'll link up like another day to get out and shoot again. Always offer that up to people that I like, I really click with and kind of see that opportunity. You recently mentioned that you want to do this project and turn it into a zine. Is this something you've been working towards possibly pu publishing your work? Uh, do you have a set release date possibly for when this could be coming out? As far as the zine goes, um, I mean, that was kind of like another motivation I had as far as um, coming out and, you know, doing my first, you know, project with intention, I guess, with the London project. And, uh, you know, I've always been fascinated by taking work to print. And it's not necessarily something that I've done a lot of. I've only had a handful of my photos printed. Um, so I wanted to like put something together and I got introduced to the idea of doing scenes, honestly, just watching like YouTube more, watching people like Kyle McDougall, uh, Willem, Matt Day, Joe, just et cetera. Kind of those were some of the top people, I guess, at the time that kind of like introduced that idea to me because I guess in the digital world, like I never really heard that be a thing. Uh, and it just seemed like that was something in the film that, and that it felt like it was something in the film community that people were, they really vouched for that. And I was like, I started just doing my research and kind of like looking into that more. And I was like, man, you know, I really want to do that to print my work and be able to, you know, just self publish myself in a way I kind of think of it as just being an independent artist as far as even like musical artists, how they do their thing independent, like without a label. And I've always thought that was so cool to just be able to, you know, not wait for somebody to pick up your work, but, 
you know, you just empower yourself and just put it out there. So I thought, well, this is, this seems like the body of work to put everything together with, and it feels cohesive enough to me for it to actually mean something and kind of come out the gate, I guess, with the something that just, yeah, felt cohesive and it felt proper. So I do have plans in, in going forward the London Project as a zine. Um, my trip from 2019, the work that'll be included, I guess, in the first volume will be from that. And then every other trip after that, though, there'll be something I want to at least get out there two to three more times and either do a volume two and three or just want, do one. Like a series two type then, of thing? Yeah, do kind of like a series, but not something that would... Um, like I'm not trying to prolong it over like four or five years it's just yeah. kind of something that I want to continue to build on um and then as that process goes I want to get more people involved as far as or I want to get some of the same people involved as well as new people and kind of show the evolution of or show the progression of um building relationships with people taking photos from them in 2019 to you know, in, in the year 2021, hopefully, because everything that's going on this year, everything is delayed, but um, kind of even show that process. And it's just really something that's, that's personal to me. And I think it's more so about um, my experience and, and story from there. So I don't have like a set date for when it's going to come out. I think it'll be 2021 is when I'll end up um, doing it. Uh, I actually don't, I haven't started working on the print process yet because I want to wait till I finish the videos and then kind of go forward with the next thing to go from there. Uh, you've, you mentioned as well that you're always working on a project. Um, even when you're like, you're working on multiple projects at once. Um, how yeah. has this mindset like helped you as an artist um, or has it hurt you as an artist? Yeah. So the mindset of, um, you know, honestly, just, keeping things going and keeping things working. Um, I think there's two sides to that coin. It's helped and it's hurt. Um, I think it's helped because it's always just kept the creative juices going, kept the momentum up. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's, it's so important to just ride that momentum, you know, as long as you can, because there's going to be times where you're feeling super ins inspired and there's going to be times when you're not, you're not feeling up to it. And, you know, leading up to going out to London, I was like in a space where I was trying to just figure everything out creatively, like for myself. And I felt like that was the first time in my own creative journey where I felt like kind of stuck and I didn't, like I knew my direction, but at the time it kind of just felt, everything just felt really heavy. Um, you know, for me personally, I was just going through a lot. Uh, in my life personally, just battling depression, um, you know, being at a job that I hated, uh, transitioning to a new city, trying to find myself within a new community, having friends that are in other places, but not here in my physical space to really kind of lean on and just kind of go forward with life um, and things like that. So, when I reflect back on that, I'm like, I remember the times when I essentially I wasn't doing anything or I felt like I couldn't. And I think now subconsciously, it's just always in the back of my mind. Like, I don't want to go back to that, that place or that space or felt or feel what I felt again, because like, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't fun to be in that time. And it was extremely 
extremely difficult for myself. So keeping busy, you know, just kind of keeps keeps yourself uh, stimulated. Now this now I've taken like breaks and things like that. But I think just as far as like the momentum, I think I've kind of just been riding that wave since I come back from that trip. Um, and then things kind of picking up for me this year. But I guess, if, you know, if you always have something going, you 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 can kind of get to a point where you get burned out. And I think leading up to once I moved to Seattle and then once I got here, I think I was kind of at that point of burnout, honestly, because I, I previously, previously used to live in Utah and Salt Lake City. And, um, you know, I was doing things sort of in the same realm of like what I'm doing now, but it was just like a little bit different. And it was a lot easier, I think, to kind of make things happen. And then honestly, aside from just doing photos, like I do video and, and just like filmmaking as well. So, you know, wearing both of those hats, I, I definitely jump in between, but it's always, I think each one always plays off the other. And then even though it's still like involving the camera, you know, as far as telling stories and things, I think that helps me uh, keep everything fresh. So it's not like I'm always taking photos or I'm not always taking stills. It's, it's like motion picture as well. And then they just, they just have their own type things, but um, you know, definitely just carrying a lot can lead to lead to burnout. And I've definitely, you know, felt that at times. Um, you know, if you're if you're working multiple things, you know, as far as personal projects or working with clients, it, it becomes like a thing of priority there. And then maybe your personal projects can kind of get pushed because you have, you know, somebody paying you for a service or somebody that's hired you or somebody that's relying on you, um, you know, to pull through and bring something for them. And uh, yeah, it can just be a bit of a challenge sometimes. And then, you know, it's, like more recently, I've been working on um, being an editor, editor for several like projects. Um, like I have a background in, in doing music videos, like I've directed and, and shot them. But now this year I've been diving more into being an editor for other people. So that's been been really cool to interpret other people's footage and kind of understand their vision and put it together with what I have. And I really enjoy editing a lot. And um, like I've been balancing doing, yeah, other people's projects I mean obviously I'm still like a part of them but doing those projects and then balancing mine can definitely be uh it can be a task on top of just working my uh working my nine to five as well because it's like I already work on a computer all day and then once I get off work it's like I'm not going to spend another five hours after I've already you know spent maybe eight to 12 hours already on the computer and then it just essentially turns out that I'm at my desk all day and then you know, with working on those projects, it can be hard to balance your personal life and just dedicate time to, you know, building relationships with people and maintaining those. And then just taking some time for yourself to, you know, get some air, um, you know, and leave your physical space, honestly, because sometimes I can just really get caught into just being so focused on what I have going on and just trying to really push that forward. Um, because I'm definitely in a position to where I want to you know, pursue, you know, freelancing on a greater scale, I want to pursue or I am pursuing that on a greater scale. And I am pursuing YouTube to try to create some type of basis of um, some type of financial opportunity going forward and just really creative opportunity. So it's just always like it. I feel like even when I'm working on one thing, 
is always just something I'm, I'm working on next. Like I'm working on all the London project videos now and I have, I wanna say 11 more to go and I've been working on the next one um, like the last few weeks, but like at a lot slower pace to kind of catch my breath and then just give myself a break and then just allow some time for some things that I have going on outside of just the immediate creativity I'm working on. Uh, like I linked up with another YouTuber that's um, and, and a film photographer that lives in the area. Her name is Aza and we linked up, uh, yeah, this past weekend. And um, basically, I don't really like to call it too much of a collaboration. Um, it's more like a link up to me because it wasn't like done in spirit of trying to, I guess, join forces to kind of like elevate, you know, some type yeah. of uh, social presence or anything like that. It's just genuine love. Um, and like I just recently picked up a digital camera after not having one for almost a year. And I've just been like running cameras and stuff to make YouTube videos this year um, and do stuff that I needed. But it was nice to get back out and shoot, like just taking my time away from editing and just taking away a break, taking a break on just trying to put videos out or whatever, like that allowed me time to actually just go and build like a physical connection, real connection, translate the internet to real life in real time. And that was, that was super beautiful. And, um, you know, it's been a while since I really got out and just filmed. Um, and so we met up on Saturday and then I actually went back out on Sunday to film some more as well, um, to get some additional footage for the video and stuff like that. So it's just really a, you know, it's, I don't know if there's a perfect balance, but I, I just try my best to go off like how I'm feeling that day and that week and just that time because uh, sometimes I super, feel super motivated to really just dive in and, and continue going on things. And sometimes I want to hit the brakes and then, you know, just give things some time to breathe. Because um, sometimes too, like if you're constantly working, you can almost kind of become blind uh, with what you're working on. And it can really appear that maybe everything feels so good or everything looks so great. But then sometimes you just need those fresh eyes. So sometimes you got to take that step back. And I, and I definitely try to do that as best I can, for sure. I know you touched on this when you did your uh, live recently. How do you like, as an artist, push through those moments when you feel like your art just isn't where you want it, or you feel like others aren't going to like it or appreciate it the way you yeah. do? Like, how do you, how, how as an individual do you like push through those moments? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Because, um, I want to say it's, it's almost been, yeah, it's, it's been nearly two years now since I, I moved to Seattle. But I think once I first started pursuing photography in 2016, and then when I was in Utah, it was definitely like I've been on Instagram like for a while, you know, 2011, but up until like 2011 until 2016, that was pretty much just, you know, just regular Instagram experience as far as just being a regular person on social media. Um, as far as like how they're interacting on social media, not regular person, just like as, you know, just somebody just average, but just their like experience. Like it was, I was just like posting photos of like my life or whatever and you know, th things I ate, etc. And when I first got into photography, I was, um, there was so much, I guess, going on like in the photography space and you know, like when you're new, you're kind of just soaking everything in it and really being a sponge. 
in uh, just a whole, I guess, a world of influencers and, you know, just people with high followers. That's the first time I really kind of got experience of that and then just kind of seeing the power and, you know, what people had, et cetera, and how people were looked at. And I think early on, yeah, I definitely held that in some type of regard, like trying to, um, you know, maybe ascend to that level and just trying to, I guess, put that work in. But I guess as time went on, as I saw like a lot of gimmicky type things and just actions from people that just like weren't genuine. Um, and the more and more I started to see that, I started to kind of push my, I kind of got further and further away from just like the approval and validation from social media that I think a lot of people sometimes seek out which is, I think everybody goes through that at some point. And it's just really about changing up your mindset and just learning. And I think it's something just done through experience where um, you just got to do your thing at the end of the day. That's how I feel because nobody else has to wake up and look themselves in a mirror except for you. And I think if you're doing the work that's empowering yourself and you're doing work that you're proud of, there's not going to be any hesitation to put it out um, because you can't control how people receive the work that you're doing, anything that you're doing, you know, to be a person on the internet, it takes, it takes a brave person to do that because, you know, we're leaving ourselves vulnerable to people for people to have commentary on things and actions that we do. And, um, I think the thing that maybe has helped me in, is I, it, and it sounds like kind of negative, but it's, I think it's just a way to kind of help me navigate the creative spaces. Like, I don't really think people care that much. And there's that, like, there's definitely people out there that care and like support what I do. And I, and I talk to these people like consistently and I see that 100%. I see a lot of everything that goes on with people that support me. But when it comes to me just taking action, like, I have to be the say so for that. Like, I have, like, I'm, everything that I do is for me. And, but at the same time, I can do things for me, but still help other people, which I think is the duality of that, that I see. And I think for me, if people can learn from my experiences, uh, if I can experience things firsthand, good, bad, or indifferent, maybe I can save somebody else some time that's trying to come up, um, you know, and do their thing. So I think I'm just, cemented myself in a way where I've just been confident about like all my actions and things like that. And just knowing that, you know, everybody's timing is different and I've just tried to, you know, stay focused on like my creative goals and just my creative journey, I guess, and try to just tune out the noise. Cause there's like a lot of noise that goes on. And then, you know, I think when you're coming up just to being naive sometimes can kind of leave you confused. But at the same time, I think not knowing can kind of just help propel you because like you only know what you know. Um, yeah, and you kind of just maneuver in that space. Like now I don't, I don't like I see, you know, I definitely see the engagement and things and stuff like that. But um, I think even when I think about it early on, you know, I've, I've been doing portrait photography for a while, but I'm interested in more than just that. Um, I'm interested in more than just, you know, fashion. I'm like into street photography, travel, you know, whatever, whatever looks interesting to me, like I want to just take a photo of, and that could just be just life. And I'm just inspired by life. And I remember 
people saying that, hey, if you wanted to take portraits, you should only post portrait photos on your Instagram and you should only share that. And that was always wild to me because it felt like I was limiting my creativity to one specific genre. And my personality is not just one specific thing. Like I'm a very curious person. Um, and I think with my curiosity, I've been able to kind of, I guess, develop my style, but then even still, like, I feel like that's always constantly, I don't want to say changing, but it's just constantly evolving, I guess, into different things. And, um, you know, a lot of what I shoot just depends on what I'm interested in at that time. So, um, yeah, I think, I feel like if you're, if you're just being genuine, you're being authentic and you're just creating in a, in, in that way with pure intention. Um, when it comes to sharing work and getting over that fear of, you know, will somebody like this, will they not? If you have that feeling aside to where you're you're satisfied and you're happy, if you lead with that, I think that's, that's the right path to walk. And it takes some time to get to that point. I mean, do I um, think about how things I do will be received? For sure, like with the London Project, one thing, or one thing that I thought about a lot was really just the integrity of like what I was doing because it's like, I went to this place, I went and done all these photos and videos, but like, I'm a genuine, um, like I'm, I'm genuinely invested into the culture that I'm genuinely invested into the yeah. city. I didn't come to just take and take and not give back um, because I feel like sometimes it can be that where people are just, going to places and I guess kind of just taking advantage of what is there, taking advantage of people. And I never want to be um, seen in that light or, you know, people that I put in front of my lens or places. Like I never want to give that off. Um, and I think that's just more or less like an integrity thing. Um, because for me to have people that's from out there to say, yo, like I see what you're doing. Like I respect it. Like if you can see and feel the love like with what I'm doing, then I feel like I'm doing like my job. And that's, yeah. that's the type of things that I think about um, when it comes, I guess, to like, if it's going to be received because, or like how it's going to be received. It's just like, I try to do everything with integrity. Um, and I'm just, uh, I'm a big, big person on that. And um, I feel like that's a big proponent, like in my work with like what I do how has the community support like Joe Greer, Matt Day, Kyle McDougall, and even Kodak, like supporting you on their Instagram story helped you as an artist um, moving forward? Oh man, honestly, it's, it's meant a lot to me personally. Um, now, one thing I think about, like when, when people have come out and supported me, it's, it's been in a very genuine way. Like I never like to force people's hand to feel like they have to do something to me. I'm very big um advocate for like organic connections and, and things like that so um you know i guess to start off what i would say whether or not oh, sorry the dog she's over here you're all good boss <laughs> doing her thing um i would say you know it's you know i definitely appreciate that a lot you know it's a big salute and um especially people that are in the space or you know kodak obviously in the space with the film like yeah they're, they're people and I guess entities or whatever, you know, just as far as Kodak goes that are like respected. So it's like, 
you know, these people have been here doing their thing. And it's kind of like, you know, you just get the nod and salute. And I think it's just more fuel to the fire. But I would add, I would add to that to say, if none of those people or any of those opportunities never came about, I would still be doing like what I'm doing. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily seek that out. Like, oh man, I need them to see me. So I know that I'm doing the right thing. No, nah, it's just like, I'm going to do my thing. And if somebody comes out and they acknowledge me, and yo, like, that's cool. Like it, it definitely just adds fuel to the fire, but it's not necessarily something that um, it's kind of like a do or die type thing. Um, it's been, you know, been cool to kind of like get to know those guys and uh you know just speak with kodak just a little bit just as far as the person that's running their social media and stuff and um yeah it's been cool to kind of like go from just supporting somebody to translate into like an actual uh relationship i would say yeah. of all those people uh joe like i've known about joe like for a while um i don't even i think maybe it's 2017 when i started following his work and always loved his street photography uh, in New York and everything like that. And it just, it's crazy because it's like, you know, there's so many people that shoot film, but I feel like everybody that shoots film like has their own specific color palette and Joe definitely, definitely has that. So I've just, I've been a fan of his work for a while and just kind of like his ideology when it comes to photography. Um, I think he mentioned in, in one of Willem's videos that it was a photo talk video where he was basically just talking about in any situation in life he just wants to be able to make a uh, be able to make a photograph you uh use the uh what's your 35 are you still using you had the contacts g2 Two. yeah 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 i still um i still have that still it's going strong um i've had that one for like over a year now i've been meaning to nice. do like a little bit of a review but um maybe before the end of the year i'll do one because even when i first got it was like june of last year i think or like early July, I can't remember. And uh, originally it, went, it wasn't working. So I had to get that oh, fixed. And then eventually uh, I uh, was able to start shooting, but I bought that camera because I wanted to do street photography, um, you know, when I went out to London and everything. But instead I just had my Canon A1 program. Nice. That was the first film camera I bought in uh, 2018 in the spring. And it was just kind of like casually shooting it. It was more or less like something to kind of change things up, but yeah. I remember back in that time, even like, even in 2017, I, I remember seeing like my friend shooting film and I was just like, yo, like, what's that? And, um, you know, kind of just getting, I guess, getting acquainted with it. And now it's just become the main, the main medium for uh, photography for me. And I, and I enjoy it like 100%. You know, it's definitely, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, well, like I see you, you comment under, every 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 video yeah. I've ever watched, <laughs> i see you under every single one yeah i, I watch a lot of videos from like uh joe's recent video uh to buy joe tobiason right yeah 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 he i saw you under that and like it's not it's not always just like the big names that you're i see you under it's like yeah you only have like 200 subscribers and For it's sure. always cool like i you you enjoy the support and you appreciate the support but you're also like showing support yeah. to other people and hell yeah that's, that's always like really cool um yeah definitely mm -hmm. definitely um i definitely like stand behind that like as much as like it's like you know as much as you take from the community like you should give that back as well yeah. um 
you know, in subscriber count for me, like that doesn't, that doesn't determine anything except for these are how many people click this button. And like, you know, if you're doing good work, you know, no matter how big or small you are, like, I feel like I definitely recognize that. And I enjoy watching um, people, you know, from all different steps in their journey from the beginning to, you know, kind of tenured, I guess, along the process of, you know, just photography. And then, you know, I, I watch a lot of a lot of YouTube outside of even just like film photography. Yeah. So like I don't have cable at home. So and another thing too, I feel like if I'm gonna watch the video, a good majority of time, like I'll, I'm gonna drop a comment too. And, um, you know, cause I know that, you know, definitely people enjoy seeing that, just knowing that people are watching their videos and stuff in whatever yeah. way I can um, do my little bit just to empower people just to keep going. Um, you know, I definitely, definitely wanna do that. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of time on these videos and things and, um, you know, I just want to join, show that genuine support and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun for me just to, you know, socialize online and just be social on social media. Cause at the end of the day, like that's the basis of it. And I feel like when you're doing those things, it's a lot more, it's a lot more fun. Um, like sp speaking of that, is there, is there someone or something that you draw a lot of your inspiration from, um, like within your art? Uh, even if that's just like portraits or even when you just walk around and just shoot pictures in general? Yeah, honestly, man, it's it's always kind of hard for me. I feel like it's always been hard for me, like in my life to kind of say, uh, this is like the number one solidified thing or person um, yeah. that I get like everything from or like the source sometimes. And like, I always feel like I have a hard time picking like a favorite because I feel like it constantly changes. Uh, just depending on like kind of what flow I'm in myself. I mean, I would say right now, just really, you know, just life in general, like my life, um, you know, I just, I get excited about other people's wins. And I think that's another reason why I interact so much like online, because just seeing people do their thing, putting up their videos like that just inspires me to like get on my job and like do my thing and, uh, you know, just take action and act on that inspiration and, yeah, I would just say, I mean, the YouTube film community as a whole, you know, more specifically over, dang, how long has it been now? I, maybe like the last two years, because I guess um, the first person I started watching as far as like YouTube film wise was like Willem and I, and I subbed his channel around 10,000. And uh, yeah, I remember, it, you know, watching him and it's been crazy to see him blow up. And I, I guess for me, it's just like just seeing people's process, um, like there's just so many people to name. Um, you know, I, I've definitely been in, in close contact with, uh, with, I guess, a lot of the smaller YouTubers, um, I guess yeah. we're kind of like all around the same size, like Joan, Michelle, um, ribs, uh, Leo, Chris Garner, Phil, um, there's so many people out there T Hopper, Madison beach uh Keren Mayoka she's out in Germany um yeah I feel like I'm I'm probably forgetting people and if anybody out there listening I didn't forget your purpose but there's just so many different people but I guess like in the YouTube space that those people um and I'm trying to think just like on a long longer term basis like Rosie Matheson she done her her boy zine um and she's out in the UK it's, it's been cool to to kind of see that process come about. Um, 
there's another guy on Instagram whose work I've been liking a lot. And his name is, uh, I know his first name, but I'm trying to make sure I get the last name right. His name is, um, I'm like searching it up right here. Uh, I can't pronounce his, I, I don't want to pronounce his last name wrong, but uh, his name is Carl's. And uh, his last name is, it's F-E-H-R-E-S. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I don't want to say it wrong, but um, he's been doing some doing some great work. He's like out in Texas and I, I've been enjoying his like portrait photography like quite a bit. So yeah, I mean, it just kind of like depends. I mean, you know, I feel like everybody that I follow on Instagram in some way is like inspiring me and then just like life, like I'm inspired by music, you know, I don't want to keep talking about just like the London project, but like, that's what it is right now. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of everything um, culturally, just like as far as the music out there, I listen to like a lot of UK music and just seeing like how the artists and stuff, like seeing how they all work and, um, you know, seeing how important like visuals and I guess content, so to speak, I think they use the word content a lot more than us, like here in the States, like that's just meaning like what they do. Yeah. Um, as far as what they put out, but just kind of seeing their work rate and um, just being being inspired by that. So, you know, I definitely like to champion people and it's, it's just hard for me to just name like one one specific individual because I don't think I necessarily um, just yeah, take it's... from one person. It's like a combination of everything. I think this there's a saying that's saying something about like great artists steal from like multiple artists or something like that yeah. I don't know what they say something like that but I think you know from everybody I, I take like a little bit and I kind of mix it in with my own flavor and things like that so um you know at times I can definitely be very uh impressionable but at the same time I kind of know where to draw the line of you know just being outright copying somebody I think it's more or less I don't like necessarily see like if I see a photo I don't necessarily try to go out and recreate it but I'm just like okay like I see that point of reference, like what what would my approach be? And then kind of, you know, work it backwards and, and things from there. So yeah, there's there's so many people to name. Um like I I would have to really sit down and yeah, like to, write a like, list. Wow, yeah. it could be like a whole different thing. Um because it just it I feel like it's always evolving and it's always changing. Um like when I started watching you, it was um right when you moved to like Seattle, that's when I like started oh, like word. yeah it's um and then so, you did it was like you were shooting egg tar and uh over the uh the city um, oh okay like the landscape stuff and okay. then that and was then, the summer then yeah okay and so how how did like going from that aspect of shooting landscapes and leaning more towards portraits like which one do you enjoy more um, okay which, like where do you find your your heart lies more right right okay yeah I think um okay so if that if if it's the landscape one yeah over the highway that's so that was the one I shot this summer so I moved to Seattle like November 2018 so it's been uh, almost two years now so yeah 2000 so that was like that's been obviously that's been a little bit of time since I've been out here but I still think I'm new um I guess as far as like shooting the landscape slash cityscapes type stuff, I still think I do that and I've, I've done it. I think it's just kind of not something that's been presently kind of just out there at the forefront. 
I would say like, you know, if people were going to know me for one thing, maybe they would mention like my portrait um, photography and stuff like that, which is like all good. And I think though, just taking like photos of cities and scenes, it's, it's kind of like my way, I guess, of, you know, seeing the world. And I think that goes along with like travel, travel photography, and then just the basis of where photography started for me and like, um, you know, how it came about. It just really came from just documenting like my life, my world around me, and just wanting to be able to remember everything and having photos from places. Um, I think I've always been attracted to to like landscape and cityscape type shots because um, like I'm a big fan of just traveling. Like this is very much a part of like my life. And I think that's this year, that's been the biggest thing that's been like affected. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, I don't know. It just, uh, I guess it's just always been like in the mix. I don't think it's necessarily something uh, that I've completely gone away from or completely kind of like leaned in. But I would say if there was like an order of hierarchy in my photography, like how I've done it, I guess it's always been like portrait and like fashion stuff like first. And then like everything has always come behind it because even like when it comes to my portrait stuff, like I feel like I have like an environmental portrait like approach. So like always like including the locations and with like what I'm shooting. So I guess even some of the locations that I've shot in with people, I would probably still go to just like shoot photos, even if it was just the scene, like without people, yeah, like, I guess, uh, like if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like off of when, even in the London project, when you were like on the ferry, you would take like pictures while you're on the ferry, like of the landscapes. That makes, I totally understand where you're coming from. And, um, when like you're scouting for a location, what do you like normally look for? Um, what is there times where just you scout it the day before or weeks before or whatever, and then you get there and it's just not working. How do you like overcome that mm -hmm. obstacle and stuff? Oh man, that's, that's, that's tough to think about because I don't want to sound up on like a high horse, but I feel like, <laughs> Oh, um, I feel like for the most part, it's always worked out. But if there's been something wrong with the location, I think it's just been the light, like the time of the day. I think if there's one thing I can pinpoint is that maybe like the light was the light was too harsh or we weren't getting enough light or we lost light pretty quick or like the way that this location was positioned and how, how the sun was rising or going down that evening. If there's like another building that the sun ends up dipping behind and we're not getting that direct light. Um, I think maybe that's been some of my challenge because I remember even shooting at Barbican Estate in London. And it was, I go back and like look at my footage and I've seen the photos and I'm just like, man, I should have just like stepped like about five feet and just took the photos in the shade rather than just trying to take them in such like harsh light. Or like if it was harsh light, I should have, did backlighting and I did like a little bit of it, but it wasn't, I didn't try to really just like force the issue, I guess. So I ended up getting some portraits that were like the skin tones were like really uh, blown out and things. But I think being new into film, shooting as the primary thing and just learning more about it and being a student of film photography university, uh, like it's just, 
you know, I've heard so much about like, oh, like, you know, film can hold highlights really good. And that's like all I really would thought about. It's like, I was like, okay, like it will be fine. But I think like if you're shooting a scene, like it's all good. But if you start including skin tones, you know, obviously skin tones belong to people. So including people into those, into those scenes, then it can become a little bit problematic. So um, I think light is an issue that I've run into. But as far as like the location, things that I think about is always color palette. I think that really drives it. Um, sometimes the styling comes before the location. Sometimes the location comes before, before the styling. Sometimes I have the location and I don't know the styling at all. And sometimes it just works out as like either like a juxtapose or just like just in perfect harmony. And then uh, I kind of just like work from there and like follow the light on location. And uh, yeah, like I really like locations that are like really interactive as far as shooting with people because it just makes things a little bit easier sometimes like when you're able to just do things at the location that are more than just like standing like I guess like in one yeah. spot um sometimes that works out but I think it just really depends on like who you're shooting with and their comfortability uh which is being in front of the camera and just kind of like knowing their own angles and I think there's like a certain choreography and movement that you know models that you shoot have uh whether they be signed or unsigned just people that are like really uncomfortable comfortable in front of the camera sometimes like I can really tell like I feel like it takes a special type of person to shoot in the studio because it's like you're just in front of a backdrop and like you may have props and things but it's um it just it's an interesting process having shot with so many different levels I guess of skill uh, as far as people being in front of the camera it just uh it can, I don't want to say it can make or break, but I guess that, I mean, that probably would be the right thing to say. Sometimes it can make or break um, shoots and stuff. You touched on working with people and how you've always enjoyed that. Um, is there anyone in the future that you would like to work with? Um, or do you have anything planned uh, coming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure like one person off the back that i know that i would like to shoot with like when i go back to london uh her name is pia cruz and i've been like following her for like a minute she um just like she's like covered like in tattoos and uh she does like a lot of like street style stuff which i think is um really dope so you know hopefully maybe the next time i go back out there i can like connect with her and then kind of go forward from there uh, she's kind of like one person um like I've, I actually recently just started kind of doing some more scouting for like the next time I go back out to London. And I don't know exactly when that's going to be, but uh, yeah, I just started like following like a bunch of people and kind of like just going through and, and seeing, you know, who could possibly fit. And uh, like some people don't have like their names on here. So like I, I have their account open, but I, mm. they, they just have like their tag, but like they're not their actual name. But um, I think Pia is probably one of the top people, I think it would be cool to, um, it'd be cool to shoot like Tia Johnson. Um, like she has, I forget what the condition is called, but uh, she has like, there's like a part of her hair that's like streaked, like bleach. Um, and I think that's like really cool. Sometimes I feel like as I've progress down this whole taking portraits of people. I just try to find like interesting features about people. 
and then I think if people just like look interesting to me, I'm just like, oh, okay, like I wanna take your portraits, but I guess that's like two people um, like right off the back. Um, you know, if I can think of like artists, you know, I guess people that are just like of some type of stature, I think it would be cool to like shoot photos of uh, Hedy One. He's like a UK artist. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So there's like a few people like that. I mean, I have like a whole, I feel like I have a whole list of people that I would like, like to take portraits of yeah. like at some point, but just to like name a few, um, that would be, that would be pretty cool for me. Um, I appreciate it, man. Like I really do. Uh, thank you for coming on. Oh yeah. hundred percent, man. I, you know, I appreciate you for having me. Um, I know we've been kind of like talking like for a little bit and stuff like that. So I yeah, super, I super appreciate it. And, um, yeah, always a good time to sit down and talk about creativity and stuff. And, you know, I definitely enjoyed, you know, being on here. Uh, it's cool to obviously see some familiar names as well. Uh, I remember watching um, Madison Beaches, one of her I, latest I, videos. And she like talked, last week and I saw it. that and I was like, yeah, I was like, whoa, that like I was going to bring that up when like uh, you brought up like having people just like organically just mention your name and yeah when she did that i was just like oh wow that's like didn't expect that at all yeah honestly i think it's um like when it comes to like mentioning people and just like supporting people sometimes like i think sometimes people can kind of like force that issue but i think 10 like nine times out of 10 the way that somebody's going to want to show support for you is actually a lot greater than you just saying hey like can you repost this or whatever like yeah like I feel like I just, I kind of have like my own way of like supporting people. Like when I do it, it's, it's like kind of, I feel like to the next level, like she, um, you know, shout out to Madison and yeah, it was cool to see that. Cause I was just like, Oh, like I'm going to be on a, be on the, obviously be on the podcast soon. And then like she done her zine, uh, a return to London. And that was, that was really cool to see. It was like a personal diary. I feel like, and, um, she kind of went through that process. So it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely, definitely cool to see all of that. And, uh, you know, pleasure to be on. Um, you know, it's always a great opportunity, you know, to sit, like I said, sit down and talk and then, you know, wherever opportunity comes from to just chat and, you know, be able to, you know, put the thoughts and, and opinions out there. I think it's always a beautiful thing, man. So thank you. Thank you, Vincent, for coming on to the show. Uh, I had a great conversation with you and definitely would love to have you back on. You guys can see his recent project on his YouTube at Vincent Perry Jr as well as his other work on his Instagram at Vincent Perry Jr. as well. Thank you for listening and stay safe out there.